These are the funniest people I know. These are the funniest people I know. Said improv riffing, callers and sketches, characters and interviews, and then some more sketches. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest people I know. Hello, world, and welcome to the Funniest People I Know podcast and radio show. I'm back in the studio with four of the funniest people I know, which is weird because I'm one of four. (laughs) You always do that. Who else is here? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Hello? (laughs) Who's there? How is everyone's holiday season going so far? Christmas isn't here yet. It's not. Are you enjoying the music, the holiday, the hot chocolate? Oh, no. I don't like traditional Christmas music. Do you like untraditional Christmas music? Yeah. Like what? Um, no, I don't like untraditional Christmas music. Okay. <laughs> What's your least Wait. favorite Christmas album? Oh, yeah, that's a good okay. question. You know what? Sia did come out with a Christmas album, and I did like that. Sia's Christmas album? Yeah. That was good. That's like, untraditional. Chandeliers, Sia? Yeah. Adam Sandler's Hanukkah songs. Those okay, are fun. That's good. That was a good time. What's your least favorite Christmas song? Or hymn? All the religious ones I can't do because I grew up singing those. Uh, rum, pum, pum, yeah. pum. Actually, that one's kind of catchy, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, <laughs> drummer boy somebody yeah. should sample that yeah. and just drop that beat into something I think else. There, um, there has to be. Like, it's cold outside. Like, baby, it's a little cheesy. That's so cheesy. Yeah, and sexist, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, a little I mean, rapey. Well, I was watching the Disney special that they do every year at Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. This is the live from Disney World. We're going to sing a song with this artist and that artist. Mm. And the they parade. Have all these, well, Isn't that a parade? They do the parade. This yeah. is not the parade. This is the Thanksgiving <laughs> music special. He's going to insist it was a parade. <laughs> that sounds like a parade to be me. A parade, <laughs> but, what if nobody's moving? Then it's just a concert, right? Yeah. So, so there's a concert? So it's a concert, not a parade. I've never seen this. It's every Thanksgiving. You can watch it. The kind of headliner was Sting mm-hmm. from the police. He comes out and he sings Message in a Bottle. Okay. Uh, SOS to the world. And everyone's going crazy and everyone's having fun. And then there was the surprise guest. When that person comes out, it's designed so the audience goes really crazy. And the surprise guest with Sting was Shaggy. Shaggy? (laughs) Like it wasn't me? The Jamaican (laughs) reggae singer? (laughs) Now, I've been a part of one of these filmings because my friend Joe was Santa Claus at Disney World. They have mostly cast members, they call them, folks that work there that dress up like it's cold, even though it's Florida, and it never is. Question. Yes. Were you ever in a production of the Christmas holiday spectacular at Disney? No, I was not in, but I remember... They were recording it, and I went to watch for a little while. So I wasn't in the filming. They're like, Jack Sparrow is not in this. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I remember being on the sideline watching, and they panned the camera across everyone dancing and singing along. Even with the fake cheering and singing along, no one could fake excited (laughs) about Shaggy. No one could get it. It's a weird combination. (laughs) Did he come in singing, uh, what is the song? It wasn't me. Oh, yeah, it wasn't me. It wasn't me is the song that Shaggy's famous for. So I want to play a little bit of that song because when I looked up Shaggy, I said, oh, I know that guy. How's he familiar? And this is kind of the one-hit wonder of sorts, right? Holiday classic. We're going to play a little clip for everybody of the chorus of It Wasn't Me. But she got me on the counter. It wasn't me. Saw me banging on the sofa. It wasn't me. I even had her in the shower. It wasn't me. She even caught me on camera. It wasn't me. She saw the marks on my shoulder. It wasn't me. 
You all remember that song? Yeah. 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 I love that song. I agree with you, TJ. Yeah. You know, Santa's always trying to convince children. It wasn't me. Yeah. Like, My family stands around the tree and sings that together every year. <laughs> <laughs> Hanging on a bathroom tire. Great tradition. <laughs> it's just very uncomfortable. So then you got Sting doing, let's play that SOS song. I want to, everyone, remind our listeners, message in a bottle. Classic 80s hit. Yeah. Okay. We love that song. Okay. Another great Christmas classic. Then Shaggy comes out, and, you know, it's very underwhelming. And then they sing <laughs> together. Oh. They did a reggae version of Silent Night. No. Who asked for I'm it? Intrigued. No one. Y'all want to hear it? Yes. Please. I'm good. <laughs> TJ's passing on it. <laughs> oh, thank you. Christmas is on its way. It's on its way. Christmas is coming. It's a happy holiday. Silent night, holy night. All is calm, all is bright. Round your virgin mother and child. Holy infant, so tender and mild. Sleep in heaven. What'd you think of that? <laughs> Way to shell it out, Disney, for... <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about this. Why would they put these two together? Mm-hmm. And I think some old executive at Disney said, Can we get Sting? I love Sting. Sting's great. Yeah, I used to listen to the police. You know what, though? How do we make that more relatable to the younger generation? It was someone who's out of touch his attempt to appeal to the younger <laughs> demographic, maybe. Mm-hmm. I love it. He played Sebastian in that Little Mermaid play. Was- maybe they just built a good relationship. Maybe that executive liked him or knew one name. Yeah. <laughs> well, then I watched a NPR Tiny Desk concert with Ooh. Sting and Shaggy. Mm-hmm. And it's actually really? kind of fun. Okay. Uh, so are they like working together legit? They are kind of actually working together. Oh, it's not just for the special. I thought so, but as I researched this bit, yeah. I learned they're actually starting to go around and perform together, and there's this whole Sting Shaggy thing. What? But I think you reach a point in your career. <laughs> okay, when sure. They're friends. <laughs> when you're Sting, where you go, yeah, that'd be fun. I'll collab with this guy. And when you're mm-hmm. Shaggy, you're just happy anyone wants to sing with you. <laughs> oh, poor Shaggy. Yeah. He's on your Kevin Costner list. <laughs> he is. Shaggy's eyed. I like Shaggy. I feel like he's a Caribbean artist, so we don't know about him, but he has to be tearing up the charts over there if we mm. get this Christmas hit yeah. out of this him. This is great, though. A Christmas carol that you can listen to on the beach on Christmas exactly. Eve. With a pina colada. Mm, that's that sounds great. I didn't hate it. It's an odd combination I wouldn't have expected to be as good as it is. It's like bacon on a donut. It's one of those songs that you had to play like, at the end of the party when everyone's just mm. buzzed enough to yeah, listen to yeah. hear. They're like, oh, yeah, ooh, ooh, is this reggae? Oh, and it's a holiday Yeah, there's like a guy going on. I've been accused in the past of overthinking the meaning of lyrics. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so as I was working on this bit, I was chatting with Lily, and I thought, round yon virgin. <laughs> what? Yeah. what the 
the heck does that mean? And she says, well, if there's a virgin having a baby, let's all gather around. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the call to the town. Yeah, round yon virgin. <laughs> right? And then, holy infant so tender and mild, sleeping in heavenly peace. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody sleeping in heavenly peace with all those people around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a crowded room. It ain't a silent night at all. Not a no. baby. And Mary's thinking, I'm a virgin. I never wanted this. Yeah. That's what she's thinking. I didn't, yeah. I didn't do anything. It's a very traumatic story. And then <laughs> Joseph, who's all these people? He's mad he just had a baby that's not even his. Like, <laughs> and he's got people around to witness it. So it's embarrassing on top. It's a lot. Yeah, he's not sure if he believes her or not. You right. know, immaculate conception. Right. Like, oh, you, you know, a virgin. I'm but a stone what? cutter. What were you doing Who all day? asking him if he was a virgin. There's so many things that I, like. Ugh. Oh, do you think they were, like, ribbing him and stuff? Like, oh, you're a virgin, Joseph. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, not me, just Mary. You ain't getting there, Joseph. <laughs> oh, God, this Plus, I think it's a little rude to show up on the day someone has a baby to bring gifts. Like, give her a minute, you let know. her rest, you know? The lady's in a manger. You know, although I must say, she was probably appreciative of the frankincense, because it probably smelled terrible I, in I that stable. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Although it's a fire hazard to burn incense around all that hay. Oh, that's a great point. Mm. Free and considerate men. (laughs) (laughs) The holidays is the time when we call the ones that we care about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, George, uh, you're someone I care about. Oh, I care about you too, Will. Thanks, man. Except, I got a little beef. Oh. Okay. When I call you, Mm -hmm. the... Fine. You call me in Europe? And then it says, You've reached 32346. It screams. Is it really bad? The volume, I never call myself. <laughs> the volume's really loud, and you haven't recorded a voicemail. Is it just Siri? It says, You've reached, and it oh. reads your number. Mm. And I don't even think it tells you to leave a message. It's very impersonal. <laughs> okay, sorry. And I call you a fair amount, and I know you're a busy guy, and so I probably get your voicemail most of the time. I'm certainly not screening. That's very sweet of you to say. So, we've all recorded voicemails for you. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Do I have to use them? Well, you have to use one of them, yes. Okay. Because we can't stand to listen to that other one anymore. Okay. Nope. What we're going to do is audition these three voicemails, and I think we'll collectively decide. Oh, you guys are going to decide. Yeah, you don't get to decide. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> one of your voicemails will become my voicemail, and I don't get much of a say-so. That's right. And then we're going to give out your number on the podcast, and people can call you and hear it for themselves. <laughs> yeah. All three of them. TJ, you got yours? Yeah. Hello, you've reached George Kolaris. I'm not able to reach the phone right now, and I don't listen to my voicemails. So please text me like a normal person, and I'll text you back at my earliest convenience. I think that's very honest. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty great. He even pronounced your name correctly. Yeah, yeah, the closest I've ever gotten. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's your turn. Ready? Disclaimer, I misinterpreted the assignment, and I did it as though I was leaving a voicemail for George. (laughs) But you know what? We're going to do some impromptu changing, but I think we can make it work. I would vote on this because it would confuse people. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine if you called to leave someone a voicemail. (laughs) And then someone else's voice. Hey, George. (laughs) Sorry I missed you. That would be very confusing. You know what? We'll just go with it. (laughs) This is your alternative (laughs) voicemail to confuse the public. Hey, George. What's up? It's me. Can you guess who me is? Bet you can't. (laughs) Anyways, what you doing? So I was just calling to see if you want to hang. I'm hungry, and I thought it might be fun to get some food or something. Let me know. Oh, 
Taraji, Taraji, move, move, get off of my laptop. <laughs> my cat is so stupid. Anyway, <laughs> let me know. Bet you still don't know who it is. Gotcha. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Uh, George, I don't know what that was. I was calling you, and then I heard a voicemail that someone else left. I don't understand it. That was great, Alex. <laughs> it would leave so many confused people. This reminds me of when we pitched drinks for the old meal house. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I come up with some delicious cocktails that I tested. <laughs> and this girl goes, I just throw a cheesecake in it. And you were like, yes, that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she got to my fat kid side. <laughs> Sometimes brilliant. I mean, it's just simple. Will. When I told the bartender, he looked at me and thought I was an idiot. He's like, You're no, no, you can't make a cheesecake into a drink. So he definitely liked your drinks a bit. And I think he liked one of TJ's. But the one that I liked, which was the cheesecake smoothie, he rolled his eyes for a thousand years. <laughs> yeah, just get a high-powered blender. You can make exactly. any drink with that. Oh, That's yeah. true. TJ, can you give me the three noises for the phone? <clears throat> oh, God. <laughs> um... <clears throat> Ring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, TJ, do it again. I've been practicing all day. <laughs> Ring. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, sexy Ring. Straight. Hey, you've reached Georgie K. In the future... Just text me. I'm a closet introvert and prefer to avoid talking to strangers. And mom, I have no idea what I want for Christmas this year. <laughs> Gifting is not my primary love language, and I find your incessant generosity tedious and burdensome. I gotta go. Maddow's on, and my glass is empty. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Oh, wow. Also a bit honest. <laughs> <laughs> Will always captures a bit of your essence. <laughs> he certainly finds that moment. <laughs> I have to give a shout out because I did a little research to write this, and mm. you know, I had some correspondence with someone very close to George. Mm. <laughs> His mom? Nope. Oh. Professor Chris and I were corresponding. Oh, okay. And he helped me with He it. wants me to change my voicemail, too. Absolutely. <laughs> Which one am I getting? Do I get the TJ one, the Will one, or Alex leaving a message? Uh, let's combine them all. Oh. Let's see what happens, yeah. <laughs> what does that sound like? Three, two, one. Oh hey, you've reached Georgie K. In the future, just text me. I'm a closeted introvert. I prefer to avoid talking to strangers. Mom, I have no idea what I want for Christmas. Gifting is not my primary love language, and I find you're. That sounds perfect. I don't see why that wouldn't be the perfect voicemail. If I was a sales guy or a woman, 2019, hello. I would never call you again. I'd never call you. That would be awesome. The whole reason I don't have a voicemail is because I tried not to enter that contract with people. Mm. I feel like if I don't promise to call you back, then you have no reason to believe I'm going to call you back. Smart. (laughs) That's fair. Well, thank you all. Those were pretty great. We'll have to see which one ends up on his voicemail. I think it'll be me. We haven't done this in a long time, but George, you're in the writer's graveyard, man. So I was going to actually do a different piece. I thought I'd do something holiday-themed. But as I was going through the archives, I found this sketch I haven't read in years and years and years. It was one of the first things I've ever written as a sketch. And the prompt we were given was, a fish is electrocuted. (laughs) And you had to do a sketch about a fish that's electrocuted. The person who wrote the best sketch from the class wrote a brilliant 
parody of a few good men speech about fish being murdered. But I <laughs> wrote about the little mermaid. <laughs> As I read the first couple of lines of this and I was like, this is really terrible. We have to read this on the show. So I brought this in. I'm not even exactly sure what happens. I don't okay. remember it. Okay. So I thought Alexandria, if you could read the role of Sebastian. Okay. And TJ, mm-hmm. you can read the role of Flounder, oh. and Will, okay. I'd like for you to read for Ariel. Mm. Great, you got it. Mm. Always okay. change directions. This is Under the Sea, Writer's Graveyard, written by George Kulurus. Ariel and Sebastian are in the King's Throne Room. She's playing with King's Trident. Ariel, put down that trident right this minute. Great <laughs> accent, by the way. I'm so sorry, but this is amazing. Your father has told you never to touch it. Sebastian, I am 16 years old. I can do what I want. Flounder enters singing happily. Under the sea. <laughs> Under the sea. No, I can't. Under the sea. No. Under the sea. Hi, Ariel. Is that a trident in your hand, or are you just happy to see me? (laughs) Oh, God, Flounder. That's the lamest joke. Suddenly, the trident slips from Ariel's hand. As she loses grip, it shoots an electric current that directly hits Flounder, who flounders about momentarily before dying. Oh, sh- Now look what you've done. He's gone belly up. (laughs) I told you not to play with your father's trident. But does anyone listen to me? No. This is no time for I told you so, Sebastian. I think he might be dead. Well, of course he's dead. You just shot him with a thousand volts of electricity. Sure, he was a this character, but he didn't deserve that. How was I supposed to know it was set on high? The last time your father used it, it was the battle with the fat witch Ursula. Look... I know she's, like, wicked and whatnot, but there's really no need to be body-shaming the woman. I'm so screwed. Father is sure to blame me. Sebastian, you're fired! Okay, so it says Trump voice, and I think we can redo that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm so screwed. Father is sure to blame me. You're fired. Don't be such a selfish, shellfish, Sebastian. This isn't about you, it's about me. Daddy will never trust me again if he finds out what you let me do. He's still pissed about the last time you allowed me to screw up. We We have have to hide hide the body! (laughs) Over there, we can hide him behind that tall seaweed. Actually, that is seagrass, not seaweed. See, this is why nobody likes you. Ariel and Sebastian drag Flounder's body and tuck it behind a large plant. I died? What happened? Hold on. Yeah, you're dead. I was wondering why I didn't have any more lines. (laughs) Okay. To catch you up, Flounder was shocked with an 1,000-volt trident. Oh, Sebastian is interrupted. Yeah, like Flounder's dead body. Oh, God. (laughs) And floats by dark. There we go. It's done. Now we make a pact. No one but the two of us can ever know a ting. Sebastian is interrupted when Flounder's dead body floats by. Well, hello there. We have to bury him. Good idea. You start digging with your claws. I'll grab my who's what's it Ariel swims off and returns holding a shovel. They bury Flounder in the sand. Ariel pats him a few times with the shovel for good measure. <laughs> so cruel. <laughs> there we go. That should do it. Should we say something? Yes, probably. Goodbye, little buddy. You were a good friend. Even if you were a pointless character. (laughs) Amen. That's it? Yes, that's it. I don't know what else to say. He didn't have much of a personality. How about something nice, like a prayer? That wouldn't have been my first choice, but okay. Life is a mystery. 
Everyone must stand alone. I can hear you call my name. And if it feels like home... That's not at all what... Just, just let me... Dear Flounder, I'm so sorry I killed you. You are my best friend. I thought I was your best friend. What, you? No, Sebastian, don't be silly. You're more of a nagging voice that keeps me on the straight and narrow. Like Jiminy Cricket without the cool hat. Well, now what? Sebastian scoffs and begins to speak. He's interrupted again when Flounder's body floats back up, this time lingering in Sebastian's face. Well, now what? We need to weigh him down somehow. Let's shove big, heavy rocks into his mouth. <laughs> God! There's one. Ariel runs off to get the rock when they hear the king's voice. Ariel! Ariel, are you there? Oh, daddy. Whoa. <laughs> the comma is after... It's okay. <laughs> what do we do? What do we do? Let's just flush him. Oh, God. Ariel! Sebastian! Are you in there? We have no choice. You have to eat him. Eat him? Just imagine it's sushi. Are you out of your mind? The king enters as they argue. Ariel, in a panic, gets flounder and hides him behind her back. Ariel! Sebastian! <laughs> what is going on here? Uh, uh, nothing, sir. Yeah, Daddy, we're just hanging out. Something seems fishy. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> what are you hiding? Hiding? Yes, there seems to be a long yellow thing waving behind your backs. Daddy, promise not to get mad. Ariel, what did you do? Oh, Daddy, it was an accident. I was just looking at the trident, and then Sebastian startled me, and, well, I fried him. She pulls the dead fish out from behind her back. Is that fried flounder? <laughs> so stupid. So yes, yes, I'm sorry, Daddy. I should have listened to you and never touched the trident. Don't worry. We'll just get you another fish from the pet store. What? <laughs> Daddy, I don't understand. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I need to take a breather. <clears throat> this is a paragraph. Ah, hold on. Is it King Triton's big moment? It's his Oscar-winning monologue. If you're here. in traffic or at the gym, you may want to stop running, right. pull over to the side of the road. This is going to get weird. You're going to get distracted. Okay, yeah. Here we go. <clears throat> I've been dreading the day. I. <laughs> I had to tell you this. You see, Ariel. <laughs> you're. Your friend, Flounder, has a knack for being in the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> He's killed at least once a month. I just replaced him each time with an identical one. Actually, I may have a spare in the linen closet. They were buy one, get one last time. How have I never noticed? Because he is such a pointless character. <laughs> <laughs> oh, A plus. Oh, TJ, that was the best reading ever. <laughs> How old were you? When I wrote this? Thirty-five. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
pre-sketch writing classes. This was my first sketch writing class at Highwire. All right, so it's like the third sketch I wrote there. The bones are there. There are some good jokes, right? It has three beats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, I like the, well, the pun about it being fishy. That was, that was <laughs> There's a lot of puns, which I never write. It's yeah. embarrassing. Consistent theme. It's very long. But yeah, there are some little Georgisms that I can see the early budding of, oh, this guy could be good. The Madonna aside halfway through the sketch. Yep. That was a good reference. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. Thank you, George. That was really solid. I mean, that's one of my favorite Writer's Graveyards piece. I love mm, this Writer's Graveyard. we got to keep doing these, folks. <laughs> mm-hmm. George, you left Ariel with quite the conundrum. Okay. <laughs> she had some stuff to deal with there. But she really did. So speaking of conundrums, ah, thank you, Will. There you go. I thought that I would take this next bit. I'm straight up stealing this from one of my favorite podcasts, A Slate Political Gab Fest. At the end of every year, they do what they call the conundrum show. And so they let people oh. submit these different conundrums on Twitter, and then they pick their favorites, and they read them out loud, and then they answer the question. And so I stole their conundrums, and I brought them to our show. Oh, cool. I'm totally ripping them off, but I'm giving them credit, and so I think that's fair, right? Let's do it. Okay. I've got here the bag of conundrums. We'll just pass them around and pull them out and answer. George is holding a Ziploc clear sandwich bag full (laughs) of white papers. Take one. TJ goes first. All right. Who do you choose if you could pick any celebrity to join the Funniest People I Know podcast? Ooh. Ooh. Great question. I definitely think we need another female. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And someone who's real famous that people would immediately flock to hear because so and so has a podcast. I would like Chelsea Handler. But she drinks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see what she posted on her Instagram? She started the decade drinking. She's ended with other things. Oh, okay. Uh, you know who needs to come back? Oh, Amanda Bynes. Oh. Yeah. We'd be huge. She'd be fun to have on here. We'd be huge. Funniest people I know featuring Amanda Bynes. If you or anyone you know is friends with Amanda Bynes Mm -hmm. and she's available, Mm -hmm. we'd love to have her. We can pay her in animal crackers and tea. Yes. (laughs) Would you rather be a bird or a mountain? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So unrelated. What? Like a bird scooter? Like a bird animal or a mountain mountain? Well, I was watching the Pixar shorts Mm -hmm. and I learned that mountains can find love. Oh, so I'm going to go with mountains because birds don't last very long and climate change. No, mountains do last a long time. They do. Are you talking about the I love all you? Yeah, it's so (laughs) cute, right? so sweet. (laughs) What? They have this Pixar short before and this volcano meets his volcano mate. Yeah, he just (laughs) waits long enough and then they both volcano and fall in love. It's beautiful. It's explosive. You've convinced me. I want to be a mountain You want to be a mountain? I'll be a bird so I can poo on everyone who's wronged me. Oh. <laughs> I just want to be a bird to fly, but yeah. I guess I can poo as a retribution. It's, it is easier to just be a mountain than to fly. Know, but then you yeah. have people climbing all over you, you yeah. know. Right. I got vertigo issues. I do not have time to be shaking in the sky, <laughs> flipping and doing spins. And I think I'd be like a penguin and just be like super chill. Oh, you, you're such a penguin. Slide on my belly. <laughs> Would you prefer to live in a mediocre house in a great city or a great house in a mediocre city? Ooh. I have these friends. They live in a really nice house in a really crummy town, but their house is freaking nice, and they would never be able to afford it anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And so I think I'd like a nice house in a crummy town. The city is great. You can visit. The thing about the city I love mostly is my friends in the city. Mm. Can I take my friends to this small town? Do you take your friends with you when you move? Twice, You have yeah. to make new friends. No, I don't. I, they, they follow me. That is true. Everybody I know has known you since you were a child, and you did not grow up in this city. <laughs> I was in Orlando, South Florida. That's where I met Dewey, Pilot Mike, and Andreas. 
they followed me to New York. Not Andreas. He skipped that one. Uh-huh. And then now we all live in Atlanta. And that's not most people's lives. Mm-hmm. I told Dewey and Douglas that I'm going to move to Juneau, Alaska, just to <laughs> mess with them. God. Just to see how far this thing goes. Yeah, no. <laughs> I said to Douglas, I said, just to see if you'd follow me. And he goes, honey, we wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I don't know. He's like, you moved to the moon. They're moving to the moon. That's right. Is trolling free speech? I would say yes. Technically, all speech is free speech. My theory about free speech is allow people to say what they're going to say. But the understanding is you are going to get back whatever response comes back to you. That's the give and take of the freedom of speech. One of my favorite celebrity trolls that I have a hate-hate relationship with is 50 Cent. Mm -hmm. He just loves to troll people. He trolled Ja Rule. He bought all the seats to one of his concerts. That's a prank. Yes. Oh, that is so funny. But He has a show on Stars called Power, and the lead actress, her hairline, I guess, a more pronounced forehead. The internet, being the internet, made fun of her, and he kept reposting (laughs) the pictures and (laughs) laughing emojis. She was really mad. I think that, yes, you have the freedom of speech to troll people, but you also have the freedom to get the clapbacks and get these hands. Let's do one more. Okay. Alex? All the entertainment you consume comes from one decade. Which decade would you pick? Ooh, I know my decade. What's your decade? I'm going to go 90s. All my favorite stuff came from the 90s. Everything from Living Single, Martin, Friends, mm-hmm. Seinfeld. Did Jim- Curb Your Enthusiasm come out in the 90s? Yeah. Drew Carey Show. <laughs> I think we got Whose Line Is It Anyway at the end of the 90s. Oh, yeah. So that was great TV and great movies. Mm. Some of the best movies yeah, came out in the with Tom Hanks? Mm-hmm. That was some sad stuff, man. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. That's a movie you want to watch for the rest of time? Always. All that? Amanda Bynes? Yeah. Ren and Stimpy, Nickelodeon in the 90s, period. Pretty great. Pretty yeah. great. Are You Afraid of the Dark? The Tomb Show? Oh Legends my of the Hidden Temple. That one. That one. Give me the 90s. You know what's Boom. cool about that? <laughs> the theory behind the network in the 90s mm-hmm. was we're going to make TV for kids that's like the shows that their parents watch. Yeah. So, that makes sense. So, it worked. So all that was Saturday Night Live for kids. Yes. Right. right? Even Legends of the Hidden Temple were these wipe-out crazy game mm-hmm. shows mm-hmm. for kids. Yeah. And it was really kind of neat because it wasn't condescending. In the way that mm-hmm. Mr. Rogers wasn't condescending, mm-hmm. neither was Nickelodeon in the 90s. Yeah. Where Disney always kind of had this life is perfect <laughs> fantasy sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Disney's like Pyrex. A nice plastic container and everything is so perfect in this life. I'm going to go 1950s. You have Sid Caesar in Your Show of Shows, who had some of the best writers, Neil Simon, Mel Brooks. They all got their start. Imogene Coca writing on that show. You have I Love Lucy. Everybody loves that. That was a great show. And more importantly, that was when the TV show... The Lone Ranger came out. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, no. I mean, there'd no. be no Lone Ranger no. TV show without the 1950s. God. I'm just saying. I mean, that's so you that's go with the, the 50s? So 100%. Geez. What about you, TJ? Uh, not the 1950s. I'm <laughs> you made a really compelling case for the 90s. Yeah. Also, the 2000s were great as well. Yeah. yeah. That's when you had like some blend-in over the 90s. We got yeah. the best reality shows from the 2000s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like MTV Next. All those MTV shows. I don't know why I went there, but yeah. That was just... CRL. That was just cringe. That was the era of all the videos. I instinctively thought the 90s, but I actually think now... 
Yeah. Like, there's so much content being created right now that I'll never watch for the rest of my life. I could probably spend the rest of my life just trying to catch up on the content from the last 10 years. (laughs) That's a good point. Because you have the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yeah. I'm caught up on that. So (laughs) we don't have to worry about that one. Check. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This is us. I haven't watched that. I mean, I know what happens. I know not to own a crockpot, but I'm, I don't really watch it. <laughs> yeah. Orange is the New Black. Yeah, I haven't finished that. I've got a lot of work to do. Great show. Great show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good place. Yeah, there's well, so many things. That, that's a good point, George. Yeah. And also, the Funniest People I Know podcast. Oh, yeah, I can yeah. listen to our own podcast. And you guys can. Oh, yeah, you Boom. Can. <laughs> it doesn't affect TJ in the slightest. This brings us to the end of another episode of the Funniest People I Know podcast. Folks, we'd love to hear from you, so reach out, send us an email, funniestpeopleiknow at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning into the show. Have yourselves a hilarious week. Bye. Bye.